This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I'm excited to be joined by a familiar face. You know her from lots of our Betches podcasts and everything. She is a co-founder of Betches. In fact, please welcome Sammy Sage. Hi, Sammy. Hi, Dylan. I am thrilled to be on my favorite Bravo podcast, truly. I look (laughs) forward, like sometimes I'll be, I mean, depending on the show, because I don't watch everything like immediately, but depending on the show, I'll be just like, okay, well, when's it coming out? Like, I've even thought of checking the podcast schedule to see when you are recording. I you're haven't. Like, you're like stalking my Google calendar to see how quickly you can you can hear like one of my interviews. <laughs> right. Well, not well, not your Google calendar, but there's like a podcast calendar. Yes. That one. Um, I actually haven't resorted to it, but it has crossed my mind. So <laughs> I'll just tell you. <laughs> Yeah, we usually we usually get our get our shit together pretty quickly, but it is sometimes there's just too much going on. Like yesterday, for example, I recorded a super fun episode with Jordana. We talked all things Jersey and Summer House, and then immediately after I get out of the recording, I see that the trailer for Real Housewives of Atlanta has dropped. Finally, after they went on their, you know, a little bit of an extended break between seasons, they were taking their time, they were you know, making some tough casting decisions. And I mean, we all knew who was going to be on the season. There was no great surprise in this trailer in terms of casting. But Marlo finally has a peach. Sheree is back. We have an Olympic gold medalist housewife, Sonia Richards-Ross, which I am very excited about. Uh, It feels like Atlanta is back and, you know, going to be something fresh this season. Yeah, Sonia Richards-Ross, she already had a big moment in the trailer, which is big for a newbie, like that you could Mm -hmm. get a trailer-worthy moment. I am an Olympic gold medalist. Put some respect, Put some respect on my respect name. My name. <laughs> yeah. It's very. Like we, I already know it. You know. It's very. Doctor Wendy addressed me correctly. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Damn. You know, part of being a housewife is understanding that sometimes you have to be a little bit larger than life, and that yeah. moment already tells me that Sonia is like kind of down to play the game, which I appreciate. Right. Also, when you're a, an Olympian, like that's that's different even than being like a professor. You know, <laughs> having three degrees or four degrees is really amazing. Like, no, obviously that's awesome. But like Olympian, there's fewer people. I feel like who get to say that. And then you're on right, Bravo. Like, Wendy's. So like Wendy's. Not to like fully just compare the two of them, but like yeah. a degree. Like if you go to class enough times, like chances are you can squeak past the line with a degree. I'm not saying that's what not Wendy four, did, though. but like not fourth. Yeah, but yeah. like you have to have like it's unearthly talent. She has like six Olympic medals. It's that's not. She is not some some runner who like was kind of good one time. It's like she is. Right. She has four, she has four <laughs> Olympic gold medals, and also she did. Um, she did a lot of the commentary for NBC at the Olympics in 2020, like all the track and field. So she is used to being on TV. She's good on a microphone. Like, I think she is, she knows what she's getting into. 
Um, I'm pumped for her. Okay, one thing I do want to say. I have only watched one full season of Atlanta. That is my next, like, Bravo okay. whale that I need to conquer. And here's the thing. Like, I watched the first season, like, in, like, two hours. Like, it was really quick. It was, like, all one day. And then for some reason, I guess I got, like, distracted and I never returned to it. Because when you have, like... 15 seasons ahead of you you're like shit like what like yes. where do i even begin because when you're in season two it happened in like 2003 you're like okay i need to go back to that mindset and those styles and like those yes. words and that so that is my next thing but i will i have a question she by sheree yeah that i've been hearing she by sheree for like a decade now what is yeah. and she's having a new launch now well so once upon a time in her first run on the show, she by Sheree was, you know, this... Nini got kicked out of the party. Didn't thing. was on the list. Yeah, she had a... Famously, um, there was, quote, a fashion show with no fashions. Um, right. You know, she... It was kind of this thing where she always talked about it. It gave a little bit of... Um, it's like a little bit Ladam vibes where it's like, okay, like, I... There's some business happening. before it's a thing. <laughs> Yes. And I think Sheree took that to the extreme where it was a concept for several years and it was unclear if it was ever happening. And then even the first go round when she came back to like season eight or nine or whenever that was, that was, I think, when the September spring summer comment happened because she was still talking about She by Sheree. And then sometime, I think in 2020, I know it was during the pandemic, um, a, a website launched and she finally was selling products, but they were like, it was like merch. Like it okay. was like a pair of joggers that said she by Sheree and like a notebook that said she by Sheree. It was like Sheree merch, which is cool. And I mean, I would have loved if the sweatpants weren't like 50 bucks, but I, we thought it was going to be more of like a, like a clothing, clothing line. line. That's what I thought. So, so just to be clear, there has <laughs> never been a clothing line that is she by Sheree, but the, name has been around yes. for a decade yes the name is i mean <laughs> bravo canon but it appears yeah. that this season there is finally going to be some some product behind Fashions. the idea of she by sheree and i know that they did film an event a fashion show something there was a she by sheree event that they filmed for this season so it, i mean if it's not happening at this point it's gonna be pretty wild <laughs> She by Sheree is like Sonia's toasters. You should do a mini bracket of like um, <laughs> iconic the Bravo products, whether yeah. they happened or not. You know, just I mean, they're iconic because of their. If we're getting know. into Sonia, I feel like she could have half the bracket to herself. Well, like, <laughs> let's do it. Let's. Oh see. my god, that's I love that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Atlanta. It starts May first, so we have something to look forward to on the horizon. I know you are also extremely excited for Beverly Hills coming up this season. Uh, so I imagine you'll be coming back on the podcast before too long, because um, I know you want to talk about Aspen, and we will I get have into so much it. To talk about. <laughs> okay, I have a lot to talk about. I will just I'm just gonna say why. Somebody told me the full story. Someone who like 100% I know knows. I'm not going to say what the specific connection is. But I know a person who knows the full story of what happened in Aspen. And it has been... I don't remember if I told you. But it has been fully fascinating to see the headlines coming out about it. And mm -hmm. and the way in which they both portray and do not actually portray the story that I heard. But I will say, for the most part, the headlines that have come out related to the Aspen trip have been closer to accurate than not accurate. I will just okay. say that. 
That's a good tease. I I feel like because with the thing with Bravo, and obviously I spend a lot of time, you know, seeing things circulating. And I know that you are a big Redditor and, you know, like you, yes. you like to get into the weeds a little bit sometimes oh, yes. too. Sometimes with Bravo stories, the the sources and the rumors and stuff that comes out is just so wildly incorrect that it's kind of funny to even think through the thought process of like, how did this even get reported? Because right. I feel like Real Housewives of New York is kind of the classic example of this where the amount of rumors and sources and casting news allegedly that happened between the end of season 13 and this announcement last week of the new double Roni structure. It's like, how many times did we hear that Ramona was the only person staying or Ramona was the only person getting fired or that Ebony and Leo were definitely staying or that they were getting fired or that Sonya got, you know, like the amount of layers of official quote unquote tea that we got in the last like seven months about real housewives of New York. And then ultimately absolutely none of it ended up being true. Well, honestly, like I, if I'm speculating on what those rumors and the sources of them are, my guess is that there was so much, so many disparate stories because I actually think that the things that were being reported were probably thoughts that were thrown out there by executives and like some person then Mm -hmm. got wind of that and then turned it into the story when really it was only being something like one of the probably 10 to 15 ideas that people at, at the production company were throwing around for what they might want to do like i'm sure they thought oh well we could fire ramona where we could keep you know of course those were questions in their heads right i mean andy basically said you know everything is on the table we're you know we're completely like dissecting it and deciding what to do and also the new york cast is i would say sort of notorious for uh, speaking to the press, whether it's themselves or True. Uh, through, you know, one layer of a source. And True. it's just right. Ramona speaking to page six. Like. Right, right. I mean, that's, it's very, you know, it's, it, that's a very specific, the relationships yeah. between the Roni wives and the press and what comes out are very specific. But also, I think it's possible that Bravo was like watching to see what yeah. will what decision would be the right one when they ultimately had to make one? Because what might have been a right decision four months ago maybe didn't feel so right now. So I'm curious, because we're talking about it, what was your reaction to the news last week that they're doing the two versions of Roni? And are are you excited? Is there anyone specific you're hoping to see on either of these shows? What's your, what's your, uh, uh, like a temperature check on the Roni situation? So my like cynical internet reaction was like, oh, you're going to take a show that sucks and you're going to make two of them. Like, like you're going to take this show that is in like the greatest decline on the network, like the steepest decline of the network, mm-hmm. and you're going to make it into two shows. So that was my like cynical take. But at the same time, like for my actual life, like I'm open to whatever, like do what they want to do. Like, give me what you got and I will watch it and I will form an opinion and like I I don't have a strong opinion with like what they actually went with. I think this is better. I think my reaction to this news was probably better than if it made me more excited than if I had found out that they were keeping the same housewives as before or if they were getting rid of all of them. I agree. I mean, I think in a way and 
this is not like a hot take at this point. They kind of made the big decision of making no decision right right yeah. now. Like, because right. they, I mean, they clearly feel like they still have something worth exploring with existing housewives or former housewives. And whether that's on Peacock or Bravo, honestly, I think Peacock is probably a little more likely. But right, they clearly don't feel like they just need to jettison that whole group of women and that they could still, that could still be a thing worth exploring. But also they know that Roni as an idea needs new, new blood. And, and I think I'm, I'm okay with them kind of kicking the can down the road a little bit, as long as they actually give us something cool and interesting and different on official Roni. Okay, I have a new take that I'm just formed as you were saying that. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like this particular decision and the questions around Roni and who should be cast and the conversations they were having on it, I almost feel that that is a microcosm of the way that culture and just generally like people's like perspectives on a lot of things like race and class and status and what it means to be the quote unquote real New York or like to really represent mm -hmm. like a population. And I think that this example, this situation perfectly sort of portrays all of the paths that people are kind of taking. So like Bravo's trying to kind of have it both ways. Like people's complaints about, the original cast is that they're like super out of touch and they're the cast that's supposed to represent the most diverse city in the world. And yet we are having only like white women who are all of the same like age group and they're all divorced and they all live in like the same like 20 block radius on the Upper East Side. And that's like not really representative of New York City. But there are like still diehards who are like, I don't want you to fuck with my status quo. And I just yeah. want to keep my status quo and I want to enjoy my status quo and I want to be left alone in my 20 block radius on the Upper East Side. So mm -hmm. I think, that, and those are the conversations that are like happening on bigger topics. Like people who are like, you know what? I don't want to revamp my worldview to be more inclusive and like considerate of diversity and people's differing perspectives. And then you have people who are like, well, you you have to do that because we, this is the world now. Yeah. And you could kind of, what happened with Roni last season and I think where they're taking it speaks to that like divide in the country that like of mm -hmm. the people who are like, I will embrace like a more inclusive environment, or I just want my old ass bitches from the Upper East Side because that's what's real to me. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. 
Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. To pivot to OC, because that's we're going to talk about OC, I think they brought back Heather this season to kind of breathe life into it and to, I think, kind of bring a little bit of the like prestige franchise back. And then you have a pretty... I think a lot of people at this point are into the idea of Tamara coming back. I think maybe slightly a sm- slightly smaller group of people, but not insignificant, also are into the idea of Vicky coming back. And if you have Shannon, Heather, Vicky, Tamara, if all of them were to come back, all of a sudden it's like you're we're rewinding like eight years into the past. And right. I have I have mixed feelings about that. I think Tamara coming back would probably help the show out. But I I don't necessarily feel that way about Vicky. Yeah. Um, but it, it is kind of, it's always, I think, going to be a little bit of a toss-up when you decide to kind of revisit old territory because maybe you would get a super iconic season or maybe it would just kind of feel like you're running out of steam and this was the Hail Mary to kind of, let's let's replay the glory days and then it might just be a little bit sad. Yeah, and like, not just that it's like sad on its own, but like the audience is not, they're like, I'm past this. Like, I don't need to see this. Mm-hmm. That's old me who loved that. Vic Tamara, I do think would help the series because she is just an expert housewife. Not because of like her old yeah. status, not her veteran status. Like she is really good at driving drama. There and, has never been anybody yeah. better at playing the game than Tamara nope. Judge. Nope. She is the number one in my I book. think, yeah. And I think comparing it to like Sheree coming back to Atlanta, you could say the same thing that it's like, oh, like it's tired, whatever. But I think Sheree actually has interesting stuff going on in her life. I think she is, first of all, very funny. I think she is very entertaining to watch. And, you know, th- there's this whole situation where her she was dating this guy that was in prison and then he got out and there's drama, you know, all of this stuff. Is that the Phaedra and Apollo thing? Yeah. So apparently Apollo met Sheree's boyfriend Tyrone while he was in the large penitentiary, as she says in the trailer. <laughs> I don't while know. While she was I, away. Yeah, I cannot wait to see that. But with with somebody like Tamara, it's like, I don't actually know if she has that much going on in her life, but I still think that she would... She would she knows the assignment and if she came back she would make it happen Uh, whereas this season we're kind of um, I don't think this season has been bad but it feels like we're kind of like idling a little bit and there's not quite enough going on so we're just kind of like we're dancing around the same kind of topic and you know it's it's tough to sustain I'll give you the perspective of someone who just binged the past five episodes yesterday. Like, I watched them all in a row. And what I can describe this as is continuous rolling chaos of people who don't even seem to really know why they're mad at each other. And there are so many overlapping 
arguments. You really saw it very well represented visually last night in that cab mm-hmm. scene where they're all sitting face forward, like yelling at each other. That really represented how everyone is like not even like acknowledging each other collectively. They're all just sort of like yelling into the void and right. the way that the fights would crisscross of like, you're a liar. You said this. And it's like, I don't even know who is mad at who anymore. I guess I kind of do, but there's a few overlapping. Well, yeah, yeah. I think kind of the, the biggest who's mad at who that was a topic on last night's episode was that Noella and Heather have this issue because of Noella is saying, I mean, they haven't gotten along all season, but Noella is saying that Heather potentially assaulted someone at her sushi party. That whole story is just, it it feels like there's something off. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think she's like, I think when she met like assaulted, she met just like Heather kind of like shoved the camera person. And Noella, I think there's a question of, did Noella see it or did she hear about it? And then Emily, it seemed like Emily had heard about it too. Did you get that vibe? That she had heard think, it but was still defending Heather since it wasn't like something she saw. Well, she I was think that was kind of it. implied. And Noella obviously asked Emily kind of like, are you going to say anything in that moment? But Noella, it seemed like kind of got caught in, if not a lie, a little bit of a... Um, she changed her tune a little bit because she was the way she was talking about it. It sounded like she had seen something. And then all of a sudden they're kind of like, okay, just to verify, this is what you saw. And she's like, well, I didn't say I saw it. And it's like, I mean, (laughs) yeah, kind of seemed like you did. Noella is like both the only person who will go, who has the courage to go up against Heather, but also incredibly bad at it because like she isn't, cohesive enough and like calm enough and put together enough i think to like at this moment in her life especially she's going through a bunch of shit to like correctly strategize to take down someone like heather dubrow who has like production on her side and right and noella is bringing back up you know she says you came after me in your podcast room and it's like well we watched that scene i don't i honestly i felt like heather just had some stuff she needed to say to noella and it was not actually that intense. It was just kind of like, okay, this is, I, I asked you to come over so we could have a talk and we had a talk and that's it. Um, and then it, it feels like Noella is acting like she has this, you know, like Trump card that's going to right. tear down Heather. And it's like, I don't, I don't know that it's that serious to begin with, but even when Heather is kind of at the end talking to Jen and Shannon, Shannon is Noella's only real friend in the cast, it seems like. But then even Shannon doesn't want to piss Heather off. So she's like, oh, no, 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 Heather. I I, I wasn't. I I always do support you. I just I felt like I had to be, you know, I, I had to listen to Noella. But like it would be a little more it would feel a little more serious if Shannon was like, oh, well, like, fuck Heather. I. I feel like she probably did push the cameraman and now we're going to turn it into a whole thing. But because, I mean, Shannon doesn't really have enough of a backbone to do that. So she's kind of like, oh, no, 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 Heather, I don't I don't think you did it. I was I just felt like I had to at least like listen to Noella while she was talking. And it's like, okay, so so at the end of the day, if nobody but Noella is going to turn on Heather, then it's like, why are we even really having this conversation? Because it's not going to it's not going to amount to anything. 
it's almost like a if you come at the king, you better not miss situation. And yeah. Noella keeps missing. And it's really, it's kind of annoying when shows, when the casts form a dynamic where there's one person and you have Teresa on Jersey who represents this person. And here you have Heather Dubrow. You, people, they thought they were bringing Heather Dubrow to be like fun and glitzy and like bring back the prestige. But actually what they did is create like a Teresa situation where everyone's afraid of them. And that stifles dynamics completely because when you have this like this one person who everyone's like concerned about orienting their behavior around that person's preferences it really just is not interesting to it's not as interesting to watch as if like when you have um you know people who are willing to stand up for themselves right i think they've they created a little bit of a power vacuum where it's like if nobody in the group can speak up to heather in a meaningful way I don't dislike Heather and I think I've enjoyed having Heather back on this season and I hope she stays for another season just because I think we need some forward momentum in OC, but it's like, it it does just make it a little bit tough. And I think Shannon was maybe, maybe they were hoping Shannon would kind of be the like, you know, rock'em sock'em robot going up against Heather. But like Shannon just doesn't, she doesn't she, have her shit together enough. What if she had like enough. two allies? She doesn't like Noella's not going to be the effective. Noella doesn't like. I don't want to say she doesn't count, but like it doesn't. Noella's too new, and while she will say anything, she that's part of the problem. Like she isn't precise enough about the situation so that it undermines her credibility, even though she might be telling the truth. And it, yeah, I think Shannon needs like bet like more people on her side who have more like clout in the group already noella like just coming in and then she's going through all this stuff like shannon does not shannon needs like people to like gas her up basically yeah and i mean gina and emily have basically completely jumped ship from shannon this season i mean depending on the day maybe they'll be nice to her but they're not actually gonna have her back in any meaningful context because honestly shannon is i Shannon is kind of a tough person, I feel like, to really stick up for because it's like, oh. I don't know, like, what do you like, what do you want me to do? You're the one you're, you know, you're talking about how you want to out fun Heather and Gina's trip to New York. And it's like, I don't like em, what is it like? Emily is obviously better friends with Gina than she is with Shannon. Is she supposed to not have a reaction when Shannon starts talking shit about Gina to her face? Like, it's just is one of those things where. You know, it's like a fuck around and find out. And I feel like Shannon is finding out that she can't just like say whatever she wants and expect not to have consequences. But, you know, she's still she's still worried about things that Heather said and did in 2014. So, right. It's like that's what I mean. Like she can't she doesn't have it to to focus and like be in the moment with what's going on now. It's like Shannon's very. I also, about that little, like, tiff over, like, who's out funning each other. Why is Shannon so obsessed with being perceived as fun and not, like, she's very obsessed with the perception of being fun, Shannon, but not with, but then she gets in the situations and she, like, can't have fun because she's, like, freaking out about something. Right. And I, I think it was either last season or maybe even two seasons ago, there was this weird dynamic where they were talking about, like, fun Shannon and fun Emily. And at yeah. the time it was kind of like, well, I don't think fun Emily exists because Emily doesn't seem like very much fun. Whereas this season I'm like, no, Emily seem, I, I would rather hang out with Emily than Shannon. 
Totally. Any day of the week. Bring a sandwich to the sauna. I'm in, girl. Like <laughs> She's funny. She's like loose, or this season she is. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you think about Heather constantly? She said this a few times last night. And again, I don't have kids, but I find it a little annoying when she pulls out at every stop. I have a family. I'm a mother. I have kids. It's like, okay, well, why should that earn you some sort of special protection? Like, I don't, like, I yeah. kind of get it. Like, I get that is societally sort of the thing, but also, when you're gonna like pull out that card, quote so to speak, so much, right? Like, what about all the other people who have kids and or families or parent? You know, who cares? Like, you have kids, so why does someone else deserve? Every single woman in this cast has kids under the age of eighteen, so it's not like it's not like it's everybody so else is just out here living their best life and doing whatever they want and saying whatever they want with no uh, family to think about at home. I think Heather, in a way. I don't know if this was something where Bravo told her she was going to have an easy season coming back or there was just this kind of internal expectation, but it almost seems like she, it's like she isn't okay with anyone kind of coming to her with any kind of drama. And I don't, I don't know where she would have gotten the impression that that wasn't going to happen. Cause like you're on right. real housewives, but she I feel like I'm in- too good for it. No, everyone's going to kiss my ass. Well, and she compares at the end of the episode this thing that Noella is saying about how she maybe shoved a camera or a cameraman. It's a little unclear. She's comparing that to if she just lied and said that Shannon was a racist piece of shit and like basically slandered her name. And I'm like, those aren't equivalent to me. You know, it's like that's not actually I mean, props to everyone there understanding the analogy. Teresa, take a note. But yeah. like <laughs> Those that to me was kind of like, wait, Heather, like you're you're acting like you're I get why she doesn't want to be lied on. Like, obviously, nobody likes to have lies told about them. But it's like she's making it seem like it's this like devastating attack on her character. And it's like it's I don't I don't quite see it that way. Right. Well, I think it's like maybe she's worried that Noella or someone maybe she's maybe she's worried because she really did shove somebody. I don't know. Like who, who really, who really knows, but you know how Heather and Terry have this new show, like the seven year stitch. Mm -hmm. I think that's why she thought it was going to be an easy season. Cause that's an E show. NBC. We're all connected. Um, I thought that she was going to, I think she thought, Oh, Bravo is not going to make me look bad. Like I'm coming out the show about how I can fix people's relationships. And that's why you have her like pretending to fix like Jen's relationship. Which oh is just, that relationship is so fucking weird. The two of them, they're always like walking arm in arm. Like, are you six? Like, what is going on? Um, yeah, there's so I a think darkness Heather there. Thought, yeah, I think Heather thought like, I'm going to be like the guru, the, the wise mother leader in the group this season and like take charge. And then everyone will, they'll portray me like that because I have a show and they want it to do well. So that's why I think we're like, I mean, maybe she's worried that if she pushed a cameraman, that that would be not great to reflect on her new show where she's fixing people's relationships. Right. Like she, whether or not she's getting involved in drama with the women, she has her personal shit together in a way where um, somebody of Heather DeBrow's caliber would never be losing their temper in that fashion. (laughs) Okay. I'm sure, Heather. What did you think of um, Jen being... This is enlightening about her. What do you think about her being engaged seven times? 
which is only 36% of uh, Danielle Stab's engagements, but whatever. Still a lot for the general public. <laughs> Love the statistics. Um, I had to calculate feel, that and do that in my head. I feel like Jen, I think this season we have seen a very um, small sliver of what Jen is actually like as a person and a very calculated uh, sliver of what she's like as a person. And that... Um, her the legal situations that she's been in ongoing make me think that there is just a lot that we're not being told with her kind of entire life and so i'm not i mean i didn't know that she had been engaged seven times but at the same time i'm kind of like yeah like i don't actually feel like i know anything about you so i that isn't the most shocking thing i've ever heard i think she's one of those people who whether she came on the show to promote her business or to do something with her husband, you know, it's a little unclear kind of what her goal was going in. But at the end of the day, I think she seems very interested in sticking in her lane of what her kind of story is this season. And I actually, I don't, I don't love her that much as a housewife, but I almost would be, I would be down for her to be on another season if it meant that we could dig in a little more to what's going on behind the scenes in her life. But if that's not going to happen, then I don't need more Dr. Jen. Right. It's funny in the beginning of watching this, Dr. Jen and Dr. Nicole Martin in my mind were like, cause they kind of came on the scene of the yeah. Bravo at a similar time. And in my mind, I was like, wait, like which one is which I love Nicole. And yeah. like Jen, I'm like iffy about, but they're also like, you know, they're both blonde, whatever. So, Jen, what makes me, I'm just, in my mind, I'm sort of like, okay, so she's not that old. She's a doctor. Where did she get the, like, physical time for seven engagements? It's not like they just happen in succession. Like, you got to have some lead up. So where did the time come from? Especially since now she's, like, been married a while. Like, yeah, when she were these like, seven wh- engagements? What were you doing? She There's got to be so much more. I would date someone like every two years and it's like, I still don't. Okay. That's 14 (laughs) years of before you got married. Also, you were in law school. Like when was the first engagement? I don't know. It just. It's very unclear to me. You would think there'd be some shorter ones. Like just. I'm almost, I'm curious to see when we get to the reunion, if we kind of get a little more detail on Dr. Jen, because I could see that being interesting but also i'm not confident that they're actually going to get into any of it well it must have been it must have been seven engagements before she even like got into harvard it's also like you were engaged seven times and ryan was the one you were like i'm gonna go with this one like i mean like on on engagement five why weren't you like you know i'm just gonna go through with it like he can't be that bad you know like after you've (laughs) done this so many times what are your friends telling you what are your parents always, telling you? It's always wild to me to hear pe- about people who are engaged that many times because I'm like, why don't you just like date? Pick. Like, <laughs> right. Why don't like, you pick one and then maybe get a divorce? Like try, try, settle it. Just try it. Like they're all wrong. All seven that you agreed to engage to get engaged to. I don't, I don't know. know. I truly can't relate and I don't, I don't understand it. But I think we need a book, The Seven Engagements of Dr. Jen Armstrong. I'm sure that would be a, a mild bestseller. Yeah. <laughs>
Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Speaking of engagements and relationship issues, I know you wanted to talk about Summer House a little bit. So, Oh my goodness. What is your, um, what is your like burning hot take on whether it's like Sierra and Lindsay or Amanda and Kyle? Like where's your head at? Okay. Amanda and Kyle have been quiet for the past like two episodes. So my guess is there has not been anything explosive and they are just like white knuckling it to the wedding since we're about like a month or month and a half away. Sierra and Lindsay. Okay. Sierra is really, I just don't understand. You know what? To be fair, I do understand why you'd be obsessed with a guy who's dicking you around. I think they were all incredibly like drunk when that like wine glass thing happened. And I also think that this is sort of a to use an inter- a diplomatic term. I think this is like a proxy fight. I think Austin is a proxy fight for power in mm-hmm. the house between the youngs and the olds. Like you <laughs> You know what I mean? Like our OGs yeah. versus newbies. Right. It's like it's like when you're fight I think oftentimes on Bravo the fight is really about the show, but it can't be about the show because that's not what you fight about on the show. Right. Paige and Lin- Paige and Sierra have never liked Lindsay. Danielle has never had any relationship with anyone other than like Lindsay and the old like the OG guys and like a little bit Amanda. So I think that like it's not only I think it's partially a power struggle. Like Sierra not only is like really into Austin, but she of all the people she could lose him to, she doesn't want it to be Lindsay. So it's like I think that the idea of like Lindsay hooking up with Austin in her face and like looking so like nonchalant about it just made Sierra seem so like impotent within the house and that I think is like what really fueled like the extra anger is that it's not only like a guy thing but it's like a dignity power struggle type of thing yeah I agree and I think the way at that dinner that she just so calmly sat there and just 
dug into Lindsay being a horrible person and it cutting to the root of her character and all of that stuff. I think it's not that it's not about Austin at all, but it seem it would seem like you're bringing a lot of heat for it to only be about Austin. And I think we've seen over the last couple seasons and then also um, on social media and watch what happens live through very all, basically all of the platforms that they just, they don't fuck with each other. I don't think they're each other's cup of tea in any way at about anything. So it's like, I do think you're right that Austin has kind of, presented this opportunity for this tension to kind of boil over. But I also, I don't know. I still, I don't, I like Sierra. Like I think she, I think she's done a good job of kind of cementing her place in this group. But I also, I still don't necessarily feel like she is coming for the crown of summer house in any way. Like I don't necessarily see her as competition to Lindsay in a show sense. No, but I think it's more of like in the, in the dynamics of the friend group, you know, like she can never Mm -hmm. oust Lindsay. Like Lindsay is the heart and soul of summer house. And now she's Bravo royalty. Now that she's with Carl, but I think, okay. Sierra's speech to her was one of those speeches that you like say in your head in the shower when you're really pissed off or you like fall asleep playing out. A scenario. Uh-huh. Like it was that type of charge to it. And then Paige, I think Paige was like loving this. Like Paige does not like Lindsay. Like that's pretty clear. And they, she was just like watching it play out and loving it. Like you could tell how like giddy she was mm-hmm. that Sierra was like fighting this battle. And yeah, I mean, how do you think that, you know, the Watch What Happens Live episode where Austin was there the game was like Sierra versus Lindsay. And this was post summer house, obviously. Yes. And Austin chose Sierra for like every question of like better kisser, better, like less annoying, blah, blah, blah. How do you think we got from here to him picking Sierra over Lindsay for all those questions? I watch what happens live. <sighs> I. Well, Lindsay was I in the audience, know. I should add, cause it was so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> right. And I don't think, I don't think Austin comes back to the summer house at all this season. I don't, as far as I know, I don't think there's like another Austin appearance that would seem like a very bad idea. So I don't really know. Like it must've been something that happened offline and I could see there being a a situation where Lindsay is kind of like, well, I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just so hard because it's like, honestly, why would Austin want anything to do with either of them? It's like, why wouldn't you just remove yourself from the situation? By the way, I shared on Instagram the change.org petition for Austin <laughs> to never appear on Summer House again. And Austin DM'd saying that he signed the petition. And That's that hilarious. He, he's like, I'm good. <laughs> it's yeah, like, well, I'm fine. Like, he's, I don't look, need that. He is great TV. Like, he truly yes. is, regardless of, like, I haven't watched Southern Charm. That's my Bravo well after Atlanta, but Atlanta takes priority <laughs> to Southern Charm. Although I also watched the beginning of Southern Charm, like, when it was on, it was fucking good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that he should probably not come back. I'm just so curious to find out how we got to that Watch What Happens Live, where he was willing to insult Lindsay in front of her face while she was there basically yeah. with him. So that's my that was, point I mean, of that curiosity. Was extremely, it's extremely cringe and it's just, it's kind of like rude in a way that you don't even. It was fucked up. It's like, that's so not necessary. And 
I don't know. I'm glad I'm glad that Lindsay seems happy. I don't know if Sierra's happy, but I hope that she's happy. I don't that's the thing. It's like I don't really I feel like on Summer House this season, there's nobody that I dislike that much in the house. I dislike the way Kyle treats Amanda sometimes, but I'd not like I don't think Kyle's like an evil person. Like honestly, this cast I feel is pretty it's pretty like evenly distributed to me. I'm like, I, I kind of think everybody is entertaining and I don't think there's a weak link ex- except for Alex, of course, the weak link that He's is like now- not even on anymore. <laughs> exactly. right. Equally flawed, equally entertaining given exactly. the circumstances. I agree with that. I agree with your assessment, but it's not like it that with way. housewives. So yeah, it's different, <laughs> different, different scenario. Exactly. Uh, well, Sammy, thank you so much for joining. And like I said, you will have to come back uh, before too long when we have some Beverly Hills news to discuss. I'm clearing my schedule. Okay. <laughs> so. Perfect. Um, tell everyone where they can follow you, listen to you, because I know you have always a lot of things going on. Millions of things going on. Okay. Follow me on Instagram at Sammy on TikTok or Twitter at Sammy Sage says. I got the same one for both of them so I could say things like this. And then um, I do <laughs> I do a daily breakdown of the news um, called the Morning Announcements Podcast. It is five minutes every day. And it's not just a review of the headlines, although that is the essence of it. I also make commentary and jokes and like not boring news types of commentary, like how is this similar to the Housewives or, you know, what just, you know, a lot of like familiar references and fun. So I highly recommend the Morning Announcements and I'm with my co-founders on at Betches and uh, the Betches sup once or twice a week. So I'm um, yeah, I'm a lot of places. Amazing, lots of places. Do a little do a little morning announcements pop alarm double yeah. feature. They right. complement each other. Morning announcements is the pop alarm of the news. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.